Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing about the process of deciding to have another baby before you're like, what? This process I'm referring to is the one that I went through before having my second child, Chance. And now he turns five this week and it is absolutely crazy to be out of the toddler stage. And even as I say that, it's like, it's so hard to comprehend because I've just lived here for the past nine years, right? Kate is nine and Chance is turning five. And when I think back on who I was five years ago and who I was nine years ago, it's a totally different person. And there's been so much change from the inside out. And motherhood has a way of just birthing a mom, not just these babies. And for those of you who don't know, I had a a really, my business exists because of the struggles I experienced after my first birth and how I approached my first pregnancy with my training, even as a really experienced coach and athlete, um, and just the huge transformation that I went through kind of hitting, hitting a rock bottom with Cade, uh, postpartum depression, with mourning and identity, with being so consumed by exercise and training and not really having, um, any great guidance on how to go about that process. And, you know, Cade was a very spirited little baby who really forced me to take a significant step back from everything I thought motherhood would be like and reassess who I was and who I wanted to become during that process. And so that happened nine years ago because of how much I struggled with my first postpartum recovery and my mental health and just with like, how high needs he was. He just like literally nursed constantly, needed to be stimulated constantly. It was just exhausting. I felt like all consumed for so long. And I deep down knew that I wanted to have another baby, but I just never felt ready. Like, and I don't know, maybe some people feel ready. I mean, others never really do. For me, it really took like three years before I could even consider trying to get pregnant. Again, um, just because, you know, becoming a mom really, really rocked me. It rocked me career-wise. It rocked me emotionally, physically, every single thing. There was such a huge identity shift in who I was and what I did and how I did it. So by the time I was looking to have a second baby, I knew that I really needed the process to go differently. And while there's so many things that are not in our control when it comes to pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, 
I knew that there was a lot that I could do to be super proactive about a second pregnancy. And so with a lot of intention and a lot of bravery, that's where the term practice brave was created, was thinking about having another baby um, because I knew it would be a really brave venture. It's taking a huge risk for what would happen to my body and my brain and lifestyle. And I had built this, I had started to build a business. It wasn't even anything close to what it is now. Um, I just, I felt like there was just, it was going to change a lot. And I knew it was going to change a lot. And I was willing to be brave enough to try anyway. So I knew around the time Cade was three that we would at least start considering talking about having another baby. And we did. I got pregnant and um, I just knew like I really wanted a second chance, so to speak, on on how I went about training during pregnancy and the grace I gave myself around the changes to my body, knowing what I had control of and what I didn't. And I just wanted to feel at a lot more peace through the process and really informed with what I was doing, why I was doing it. And basically an opportunity to like really walk my talk, like everything I had been saying, everything I had learned from my first pregnancy, what I would do differently, everything I had learned through coaching others through those past couple of years, all of that really translated well into me being able to show up for myself in that process, despite a lot of the fear and anxiety that was attached to having him. Um, So I went through my pregnancy and was able to train and felt really good about my training, but my athlete brain was like so well controlled this time. It was really like leveraged to serve my body that I was in. I wasn't trying to prove anything to myself or to other people. Um, I was just really dialed in on like, this is what I need to do. I know I'm going to have a really significant diastasis again, like double digit kind of significant, not just a little one. Um, I knew I grew big babies and I knew that like how I approached my training needed to support the body I was in and the postpartum body I would be in and not just like serve my ego or fear of like losing ability. There is some maturity that's gained I think the second or third or whatever time around um, where you can really like look at your process and say, like, I know that, that certain things can come back and you you aren't as motivated by that fear and anxiety. Like you are your first pregnancy where it's like, Oh, am I ever going to be able to do this again or that? And it feels like such a long time. But I think by the time you have a second baby, you just have a lot more athletic maturity where you're able to know like, yes, I can be, I can do those things again, even if it's different. And even if my body looks different, I know that, you know, time and consistency is such a big help. And if I go about my training proactively during pregnancy, I will increase my chances of returning to the things I want to do in like a time frame that feels really good for me. So I knew I could be super proactive through my pregnancy worked with a pelvic floor physical therapist. And that was kind of the assurance that I needed. Um, and by that point in time, I had created the coaching certification, pregnancy and postpartum athleticism. So I also felt like for the first time I had a really solid group of colleagues around me, even who, you know, all of us were out there kind of coaching and really learning a lot of this stuff. And this was back in 2016, early 2017. So I mean, our industry has come so far since then, but it was just really nice to not feel so alone in like how I was approaching my training, the things I was sharing online and the support that I was getting. It just made a world of difference compared to last, the first time I was pregnant where the quote unquote support on social media was just like, you're praised for being a badass or you're like, 
told really limiting things like you shouldn't lift that or you shouldn't do this or that. Um, we just kind of had extremes back then. And my second time around, I felt so empowered. Like, yeah, I feel like really good about my choices and my approach. And I don't feel like I have anything to prove to myself or other people. And that, gosh, and I say this a lot, but there's just so much freedom on the other side of rigidity. And like, that's why I think really getting a hold of our athlete brain and our motivations towards our training and our body and aesthetics and performance and getting a hold of that and acknowledging it during pregnancy can serve us so well long-term. But I was like still really anxious about birth and about postpartum and all the things that I couldn't control. It just felt like a lot, even though everything I had tried to facilitate as healthy of an environment for myself mentally and physically as possible. So I was talking with my, I found a new OBGYN because I was pretty, um, I had been pretty traumatized by my first birth experience, emergency C-section and just really not feeling supported by my OB and like just really shamed for that. And I, uh, I knew I needed to have a new OBGYN if I wanted to have a different experience and mostly just like that trust that I needed. So I sought out a new OBGYN, Lena Nathan, and she was incredible. She was so affirming. She really listened to what I wanted. And ultimately I decided that I wanted to have a repeat cesarean, but if I could, I wanted to have a gentle cesarean. And at that point in time, the hospital that I was going to deliver at did not have that as part of their policy. And again, this was only five years ago. We've like come a long way in a lot of ways and we're still so far behind in many other ways. But what that involves, at least what I had wanted was really clear communication. I wanted to have a clear drape. I wanted them to drop the drape if they could so that he could come straight to my chest for skin to skin. I wanted music in the OR. Um, I wanted like delayed cord clamping and I just didn't want it to feel like a sterile or like, just like an emergency situation. I wanted it to feel like as calm and as beautiful as possible. Cause I just, I was so rocked after having Cade that it's like, I, they pulled him out and like, I was hardly conscious, um, And I was just like, so disappointed in how that process had gone that I just, I just didn't feel good in my first moments of becoming a mom. And there was a part of me that kind of wanted to reclaim those feelings that I missed out on. And I knew that that would help kind of dictate what my postpartum felt like too, is if there was like any way to reclaim and heal, continued healing from a lot of what had happened at that point in time, like four years prior. So um, again, thankfully my doctor was so supportive and she was like, yes, like let's do everything we can to do this. So she put me in contact with the hospital staff who ran like the um, maternity ward or whatever it's called and just like a labor and delivery unit. And I was able to talk to the director there and she brought me in and I toured the hospital. And I think I've shared this before, but I, that was the first time back in that unit. And I walked the hallways and I swear to you, it's like, I had one of those, like a mini anxiety attack where I just started crying. And like, I literally am not much of a crier, but all of a sudden it's just was this like, who I remembered like being there and like being in labor and how scary and just overwhelmed I was from that process. And, you know, walking those halls, just feeling like my world was rocked after having him. 
Um, and like what labor was like for me, it was just so intense and so long and so frustrating I had gone like unmedicated and, and then it just got really scary at a certain point in time when I wasn't dilating anymore, his heart rate had crashed. So there was just like a lot of intensity that was experienced in those walls. And so when I went back, I was probably five or six months pregnant with chance at that point in time. And I was talking with um, the head of labor and delivery. I shared like what had just happened and I told her like, even being back here now, like has brought up some stuff for me. And she was so empathetic and was like, we will do everything in our power to give you the experience that you deserve and all moms deserve. And I give you my word, I will work to do everything we can to make sure you don't feel like that again. And I, after I had done a lot of therapy, so I knew that it wasn't so much about how the baby came out. It was how I felt in those moments and how I felt in that environment. And that's why I knew I wanted, if I was going to have a C-section, I wanted to change the environment and how I felt during those moments of the C-section. It wasn't that they you know, weren't coming out of my vagina or whatever. That didn't matter to me. Um, it was really all of those feelings that were associated with such a special moment that mattered to me. Um, so she just was like, give me your phone number and your email and I'm going to get to work on this. I'm going to make sure we order some clear drapes. I'm going to make sure that I have my NICU staff aware. I'm going to make sure that, um, we have like the teams are aware of like, this is a practice we're going to implement with you. Um, and like, just felt really confident in that. I knew that we were moving the dial forward at that hospital and I was coming in from a position of privilege and I could use that privilege to really advocate, not just for what I wanted and desired so much, but for what I knew others wanted and didn't even know it was a possibility. Like that's the, the source of feedback I've received so much since sharing about this for the past five years is I didn't even know that was a possibility. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was something I could ask for. Like you can ask for these things. Not everything may go to plan, but we can still ask for certain things and see what the possibility is. So um, she just was like really on my team. And so was my OB. And they just told me like, we would do, we will do everything that we can to support you. So, you know, as pregnancy went on my training, I just felt like really good in my body, despite like having this massive diastasis and these 10 pound freaking babies that I tend to grow. Um, so like I was huge, but I still like was relatively like out of pain and was still able to exercise. I was still coaching my women's strength conditioning class. Cade was three turning four at that point in time. And, you know, I just, I had found out that, you know, chance was a boy and there was a huge part of me that just felt like disappointed, but like, and I know that that makes everyone pissed off when I say stuff like that. Um, but I thought that like, well, if I was having a girl, then it would automatically be a different experience. Right. Like, and then that felt like something that would almost ease the anxiety of it to going exactly the same way again. Like, well, but it's a different gender or whatever. So I think I, my disappointment was more so like fear that this was like, oh my God, it's going to be like Kate round two. And I don't know if I can survive that. So I had like a lot of complicated feelings around that um, initially in my pregnancy. And as it went on, like a lot of that lifted, I was able to talk to so many boy mom friends and like 
gosh, boy moms are like, I'm friends with everyone, but there's something so special about hearing from like fellow boy moms that can kind of validate that you're not an asshole for feeling like that, that it's super normal to feel, you know, kind of like, cause I knew he was going to be my last baby also. So um, just hearing that, like raising boys is so fun and they will fill a piece of your heart that you never knew be filled. And like you were made for this and it's going to be so much more beautiful than you could ever imagine. And so much more fun and so much more chaotic. And you are going to love it. Just trust me and your feelings of disappointments and fears and worries. Like that's also valid. So talking to boy moms was like, that was so helpful for me when I was feeling some con like complicated feelings. I wanted to be excited, but I was already freaking anxious about everything. And again, I felt like, well, if it was a girl, then that would, that would give me something to be more excited about. And it would give me something that was a guaranteed difference in experience. So I hope this doesn't get me hate mail for saying that and acknowledging that, but it was an important piece for me. But as the pregnancy continued, I know I was still working out. I was training and I felt like I did everything I could to like truly walk the talk. Everything that I had written about, about how to coach pregnant athletes and how to, and you know, like what we need to be concerned about, what we can do proactively um, and just truly take ownership of that was really powerful for me. And that in and of itself was really healing was like, I was kind of confirming everything I had been saying and redoing things that I wish I would have done differently the first time around. So that made a significant difference. So I was scheduled to have my C-section at 39 weeks exactly on August 5th, 2017. So I went in and met with my doctor. She had hand-selected the team. They were so excited for this because again, this was like their first time doing a gentle cesarean. Everybody knew that like, Hey, once that baby was out, assuming mom and baby were both okay and healthy, like, let's keep that baby with her for as long as possible. Let's keep them together. Let's do everything we can to create a really positive experience. And like my doctor is also like a friend and colleague of mine. So she knew that like my nerdy heart, like I wanted a play-by-play of everything that was going on. I know that grosses a lot of people out, but like, I freaking love it. So she was great. She, she truly walked me through every single thing that I needed to know that I wanted to hear. Um, and it just, it made a really big difference because I felt informed and involved instead of like how I felt the first time, which was like, just like trying to keep up with what the hell was going on. Like, what is wrong with my body? Why am I not progressing? Why is it this? Okay, fine. Well, like, let's do an epidural. Wait, no, now we need a, an emergency C-section. Like now everybody is like crashing. This is not good. So I was so like overwhelmed with my first one and freaking exhausted. Like I had been in labor for 30 something hours with Kate by the time I ended up having a C-section. So with chance, it was like, Hey, you know what? You're going to meet your baby in like the next 30 minutes. So like, that's freaking cool. And I was like, hell yeah. And I've showered. I'm like, I'm well rested. This is good. So, you know, I got to get all set up and I had this nurse, her name is Peggy. And she's like forever in my mind. So if you are a nurse, just know like you can make such a positive impact on somebody that you'll probably never see again. Um, but she has had like seven babies herself and was a grandma. And she just like took one look at my belly and was like, Oh my, you, we got a big baby in here. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't know. Um, and she just like held me like, like a mom, like in a way that like not even my own mom could have supported me in that moment, but she just like 
brought me into her chest and just held me and told me it was going to be okay. And that she was here for me. And she was so grateful to be part of bringing chance into the world. And like, she used his name. She like talked about him. And again, she just like, she like literally pulled me like into her chest. Like I was totally being mothered in that moment in like the most nurturing way to just calm my anxiety. And that was like right before, you know, getting ready to um, be medicated for the cesarean. I was just like, it's that moment you're like, holy shit, my whole life is about to change. Like my whole freaking life is about to change. And like, just please God, let this go. Like, well, keep us healthy. And like, just like, so she just was kind of like praying and like repeating, like really positive affirmations with me and just like really nurtured that moment of like intense feelings again, in a way that like not even my husband could have done for me. I needed someone else to come in and just like woman handle me. And there's like, I don't know. It was a moment I will never forget, never forget because like she connected with a stranger in such an intimate moment that like, if we have opportunities to pay moments like that forward ever sitting with people when they're at their most scared, most anxious, lowest of lows, or celebrate with them at their highest of highs, like freaking be that person. So she got me prepared. The anesthesiologist was awesome. The, the um, NICU team was there, you know, like just in case, and they were wonderful. And again, everyone was so stoked to bring chance into the world and see this gentle cesarean and like got the, the clear drape was really cool. And they, you know, she just gave me the play-by-play. Okay, first we're going to do this and now we're going to be doing this. And now I am doing this as, you know, as surgery began and Jared was right there next to me. He was scrubbed in, which was really awesome. And so was my mom. Um, and she was able to take pictures. And again, that was so cool to be able to have both of them there. And they were both there during Cade's birth as well, but obviously it was just a much scarier, more intense experience. And this just felt like really healing to have the support of Jared and his involvement. Um, and with my mom there to capture the moments and like see chance be born. So they, you know, and she just, I had country music playing and I like, I don't know, it was just such a like light hearted environment and it feels crazy or it felt crazy because it was like the same exact room that I had been so freaking like traumatized in and terrified in was like such a light and positive environment now. And as they got ready to pull him out, you know, I just like, I felt like this weird out of body experience. I was like trying so hard to stay in the moment, but it's just, I mean, it's crazy. Like you just, I don't know, my body just couldn't fully stay in the moment. And he came out and he looked nothing like Kade did. (laughs) I was like, all right, well played God, the universe, whatever. Like he's totally not another Cade. He looked so different and he was like so big and everyone was like, oh my gosh, baby's huge. And his umbilical cord was so big. It was insane. They're just like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful, healthy baby you have. Like he is beautiful. He's so healthy. And um, they had lowered the drape for that. So like, as they were getting ready to pull him out, they dropped the drape completely. So it was kind of like under my, like my breast area, Um, and they, like the anesthesiologist had propped me up with some pillows so that I could like really see him get pulled out from like right under my belly. Um, and that was just so cool. It was so cool to see that moment and to have him come straight over to me and just like feel him just sort of like collapse into my body. And, um, 
know that like he was here, he was healthy and that the experience was so much better and it was so healing and so affirming for, you know, just the process of like, I did everything within my control during pregnancy to really advocate for myself and my experience and what I knew I wanted to reclaim and make different and then be able to pass on to other people. Like that was so important to me. Um, so I got to like, hold him. I got to have him, um, nurse in the, in the OR and, um, Peggy, the nurse, she was able to help him latch on. And like, again, she just like mama handled me and like, just like put my boob in his mouth. So like, I, like she helped him latch on right away. Um, and just really, really nurtured, uh, really, really nurtured the experience there. Um, and Jared was able to cut his cord and that was really amazing too, seeing him hold chance. And like my mom, I mean, you guys probably know my mom from social media and she was just like losing her mind. She was so happy and just doing like her, like jumping up and down, like happy crying kind of thing. It was really incredible. And it just felt so healing after everything that had happened since Kate's birth, like a whole new version of me had to be born after that not without a freaking fight, but she was born. Um, and it really kickstarted something that's so much bigger than me, which is this business and the work that we're doing with pregnant and postpartum athletes and coaches all around the world. Like I'm so grateful for what my experience was with Cade, even though the, like, it was hard, it rocked me. And if it hadn't rocked me, I would not be here doing this work at all. Hell no. I would have never been interested in that. Um, and it's because of that experience that I've been able to go and, and reclaim so much of my life and help so many others. So I don't feel like, God, I wish I would have had a different experience. I genuinely don't feel like that with Kate's birth and chance just gave me so much affirmation. His birth gave me so much affirmation for truly understanding the work I'm doing at like the most intimate level. Like I get this shit as a coach, as a lifelong athlete, and maybe most importantly, as a mom who's had two very different experiences and approaches to my training during pregnancy, to my deliveries, to my recoveries, to what I knew then, what I know now. And then five years later, what I've been able to do with all of this information personally and professionally, my boys have given me gifts that no education could have ever given me. And I've been able to, you know, pay that forward in so many ways. So chances post the postpartum recovery with him. Again, I didn't feel that desperation to like get my body back. I had so much more grace and patience with my training and I didn't feel rushed. There was no like added pressure for myself or from anybody else. I just felt so confident in how I was going about these things um, nursing was a lot easier the second time around. I also knew the resources that I needed to support this process with pelvic floor PT, with lactation consultants, with really just having like uh, my therapist really involved and doing everything that I could to just be proactive about how I continued that recovery. And then, you know, I, like I said, I was concerned that it'd be like Cade round two. And Chance has been a different soul from the very, very beginning. My boys are so different. And then they're so similar in some ways, but the disposition, so different. Like I kept thinking, what's wrong with him? Like, why isn't he crying more? Like, 
how is he just sleeping? Is this what newborns do? Like they truly do just sleep. And like Cade was just like a wild little thing. And look, nine years later, it all freaking makes sense. I'm like, okay, Cade's intensity and spirit like started at birth, started in labor, frankly. Um, And Chance is just like so much more chill and like happy and easygoing and like little like good time party boy. It's so funny just to see how their baby personalities translate into who they become through those early years. But so he just had a totally different spirit. And therefore my postpartum experience automatically felt different. It was a different baby, which duh, I should have known that. But I just, again, was so uh, filled with anxiety that, that I was just going to get rocked again. Like that was a story I I had told myself and was really afraid. It was like, you're just going to get rocked again. And it's going to be doubly hard because now you have two kids and, and a business that you really care about and all these things. And in reality, Chance's birth was such an incredible gift to, um, just an incredible gift to me and an incredible gift to what it sparked with the business. Like Cade's birth birthed <laughs> my business. And chances birth like a whole new version of it and just really took it to the next level. And it's continued to grow. And these boys have truly built me and, um, and helped build something that's so meaningful and powerful. And so around their birthdays, I always like to share aspects of um, what those processes were like. And I think it's important to share these stories and some of these fears and anxieties that are associated with being a pregnant and postpartum athlete and being a mom and, you know, just the changes that we go through where, you know, there is a whole huge identity shift and lifestyle shift and how we approach that really, really matters. And it can make a significant difference if we go in with, again, like that willingness to surrender to a lot of things we can't control and then fight for the things that we maybe have a, an opportunity to control. And, um, you know, I'm, again, I'm so grateful for these babies and what they have helped me create the last nine years. And then really take to the next level within like the last five years. And I'm very grateful for those experiences and for how it's all transpired. So thank you for listening. And I'm grateful that you guys can know this piece of the behind the scenes, so to speak, of what has helped build this business and some of the intimate details that have gone into it and, and why it's also very, very rooted personally to my life. And I've been able to see it do really positive things in online and local communities around the world. So if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, please uh, rate and review means a lot for getting stories like this out there, information out there to different pregnant postpartum athletes and the professionals who support them. Um, And yeah, thank you for being part of this journey with me as well. Whether you are just now joining in or you are like, oh, gee, and you remember when all my babies were born. (laughs) I, I appreciate you. I am with you. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, 
three to four workouts each week and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you and please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.